Good morning, it's the Chris Grant Ray Experience. I'm the host, Chris Grant Ray, and I am at day 15 of the uh, Bible reading plan, and man, well man, I'm not sure who's listening, human, good lord. So, what I realized yesterday, I so I, um, I do spiritual direction, with a spiritual director and um, we're doing these spiritual exercises and so today I'm going to actually not talk about the big picture that I'm getting from reading the Bible but talk to you about spiritual development because what I didn't know and this is what I told my spiritual director last night is that I don't know if I'm getting anything from spiritual direction. Like, yeah, I'm reading the Bible. Yeah, I'm using my imagination and writing what I'm experiencing in silence. But I don't know if it's like making an impact and if I'm growing through this journey. And the more we talked about this thought that I had, Then I explained to him, oh, yeah, I'm reading the Bible now for 30 days again because blah, 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 you know, emotional, whatever. This is what I do to get myself back on track. And then I explained to him that the Bible is now coming alive in a different way and that when I'm hearing the scriptures being read to me, I actually start to see the people. I actually, the story starts to come alive for me. Um, Not like I'm watching a movie, but like I can feel David approaching Saul quietly. I could feel Goliath talking, right? It's it's more of a connection. Um, Like I'm in the story and it's written to me, about me, and for me. Versus me reading a book. And that, my friends, is different. I've done this 30-day shred before, but the intentional connectivity that I'm receiving in other areas of my life have been supernatural. So here's another thing that's happened. So... Yesterday, so my my job changed and my roles at my job changed and I tend to be, the glass is half empty instead of, oh my gosh, the glass is half full, so excited. Um, I'm like, oh, woe is me, the glass is half empty and how can we figure it out, how to fill it up? Um, And not that it comes out as a droopy, Eeyore type of persona, But it definitely does not come out as a jelly old bear, that's for sure. And so a lot of feedback I've been getting from different jobs is like, hey, you have a tendency to lean more towards the negative than the positive. So during COVID, that has been my journey is like, don't look at things negatively. How can you start looking at the positive in things? And I realized it was so subconscious that I couldn't control it. And so that's why I read the Bible last year in 30 days, because I wanted to shred some negativity. 
And so when I got this feedback again this year, I was really upset because I had put so much effort into removing this thing from myself. I've been in therapy. I'm doing, you know, I'm trying to get closer to God. I'm in a healthy community. I'm checking all the quote unquote boxes that people tell you you need to check in order to remove sinful ways. But it wasn't working. And so... This time when I'm I'm reading the Bible, I wanted to have more self-reflection and self-awareness and self-love. And so yesterday something happened at work and I f- literally, I felt the negative response. It happened. The negative response happened. But here's the piece that's super spiritual. As soon as it happened, a part of my mind clicked and said, hey, isn't that what you prayed for? Why are you mad? And within 35 seconds, I was able to switch from to yay. I cannot attribute it to solely reading the Bible. I cannot attribute it to therapy alone or to spiritual direction alone or to community alone. But I will tell you there is a combination of these things that I'm doing that is switching and reprogramming, transforming, so to speak, the way I live my life and the way I show up in situations. And so because I responded that way in one specific area at work, later in the day, a coworker had asked me, hey, are you coming by the office? And I was like, oh my gosh, do you need me? Like, that's, I'm a problem solver. So it's like, how can I solve the problem today? Let's not wait till tomorrow. And she's like, no, really just for emotional support. Now I thought to myself, I'm an emotional basket case. You don't want my emotional support. And here's what I realized. Being an emotional basket case does not disqualify you. How you deal with being an emotional basket case is what disqualifies you. And so though I'm struggling in my emotional life, God still has a plan for me. God still wants to use me. And as long as I'm not allowing it to destroy me, I am able to use the gifts and callings on my life to step out and help other people. Did you get that? You have to rewind it. Do you have to pause it? Let that sink in. As long as the dysfunction in my life is not dictating how I live my life, I'm still able to live according to the will God has for my life. As long as I'm living a surrendered life to God and trying to work it out. I'm trusting that God is supernaturally digging up these weeds, shaking off the dirt that doesn't belong there, tilling the soil, and then planting his spirit, his word, his passion, his desires for me in those holes. And under the soil, this little bitty seed begins to open and take in the nutrients So that at some point, it sprouts a flower. 
So I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know how you're disqualifying yourself. I don't know what your call is. I don't know what your relationship is with God. Just keep stepping out of that comfort zone. Just keep saying yes to God. Just keep saying, I don't know even where to begin. God, help me. Send me people to show me you. Send me opportunities to dig deeper. Because honestly, I don't know which opportunity worked. But I know God still works. God's still in the miracle business. And let me tell you something. As good as a coach that I am, as good of a leader I am, I struggle so much in mental health. And it's not that I'm constantly wanting to kill myself. It's just these thoughts and and belief systems that I'm having to redefine on a daily basis and they display themselves in different ways so I have to make conscious efforts to seem a little bit normal to myself otherwise I stay in my bed and work from my bed every day and though it's a work is getting done I'm not operating at my best self I want each of us to operate at our best self that God's calling us to. This life is heavy. It can feel lonely. It can feel isolated. It can even feel, honestly, my friend, not worth living. But let me tell you something. God knew that about you. He knew that. But your DNA matters. Where you came from matters. Then, when you believe in Christ, accept Jesus as your Savior, your DNA changes. You become part of a kingdom that is Jesus, like Christ centered, right? And that DNA, you're adopted into a royal family. So, whatever lack you ever experienced before is not part of your new identity. And when we start believing that and owning that, It transforms us from the inside out. I don't care what I look like on the outside. I really care about my heart. And yesterday, my son kept doing heart checks. And when my son, that's 12 years old, says, Mommy, how's your heart? Either one, my heart is out of order. And he's giving me a tune, like, hey, you need to be in tune with this. Or it's becoming back in order. And he's noticing and saying, I see you. Good job. We need people like that in our community to say that. Um, I'm grateful that God gifted me my son because he does it sometimes without even knowing. So let me pray for you and with you. Heavenly Father, I'm just so thankful that you are a God of transformation, that you love us how you find us. You don't you don't just leave us there for dead. You speak life into us. You you whisper your love. You surround us with opportunities to come out. You give us an exodus. You give us exit plans for things that we've done to ourselves by ourselves. You're like, I still love you. I still have grace, compassion, unconditional love. And I thank you for that. I thank you for having other people that have gone through journeys that look similar to ours to come around us and love us in ways that we cannot love ourselves. 
I thank you for each and every listener. I pray for their situations, both big and small, that you begin to stir up a desire in them. Stir it up. Stir up the, the, the funky stuff. Stir up the things that don't reflect you and start shaking it out of us. Give us our own personal earthquake so that we can really get the debris out and get you in. I pray that we begin to look for communities or saturate ourselves in the communities that we're in and just speak our truth. Not because we're, we're afraid of what's going to be said, but because we are passionately seeking you to come in and disrupt our status quo. Help us be brave and courageous. Help us be bold. Help us stand firm on your word, God. I thank you so much in the mighty name of Jesus for what you're gonna do, what you have done, and what you continue to do. I pray your will in each and every one of our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. It's Friday. It's it's a time for resetting, realigning, readjusting, tuning in. Let's get a journal and just write about what we're feeling, how we are showing up for ourselves. Because right now, this is a time for you to show up for you. It's not about showing up for your partner, your children. It's about your relationship with God and showing up for yourself and being a better version of you so that you can then be a better partner. Then you can be a better spouse. You can be a better parent. And you can be a better um, person in your community and at your job. Please be encouraged. This is not the end. You are just at the beginning of a new phase in your life. Embrace it. Stand strong, beloved. Know that you are loved. You are thought about and you are prayed for. All right, I gotta go. I love you so much. Be well. Take care.